Hi guys, this is Walter. And Tiki. And this is True Ghost Stories by Real People. So today's episode is garnered toward the Top Hat Man. Now the Top Hat Man is an uh, a entity that is, by all accounts, very dark, very uh, malicious. It is not to be confused with shadow people or the, you know, the shadow man that everyone sees. The person that, the entity that I'm talking about, that we're going to be talking about, is known by a couple of character, a couple of uh, defining characteristics. One, it generally has a a top hat, whether that be a fedora, a wide brim cowboy hat, uh, Abe Lincoln hat, or um, even a monk's hood. Now, another one is the, the feeling of anger and dread and fear that is associated with this entity and well really it's only two characteristics i guess that because those would be the characteristics that are associated with it now before we get started i guess uh, the first person who should i guess my mom should start first you know tiki because her friend is the original person who brought this story to my attention before i had my own experience with the top hat man so go ahead freckles okay well, before I get started, I want to say also that if it's anybody out there that has had similar experiences with the Top Hat Man, um, to leave your message, comments, let us know what your experiences was. So, I'm going to jump right into mine. Um, I'm 42 years old right now, currently, and the first time I ever heard about the Top Hat Man but at the time, she didn't describe it as being the Top Hat Man because I don't believe she even knew what the name was. Um, we were about 17 years old, and me and my friend, Monty, went to Woodstock Job Corps Center in Woodstock, Maryland. And we were, like, across from each other. Like, we weren't roommates, but my room was across from her room. So, um... She was. She would always try to get me to sleep in her room, stay in her room with her because she was always scared to be in there by herself, which was crazy because, like, she had a whole roommate already. But she was just like her roommate could never hear her or help her. So she wanted me to stay in there and see if I saw the same thing she saw. So I asked her one day, what did she see? And she told me that she saw this this black being she just described them as being really really tall and darker than dark like a dark shadow uh, just a dark shadow with like a hat like that's the only way she said it but i think at that time she i think the hat that she described was the fedora hat the fedora she didn't describe the um abe lincoln hat okay. she described the fedora hat but similar the same dress with the cloak and stuff and they the slits but mm-hmm. she said just a different hat so I was like, okay, well, this particular night, I actually slept on the floor in her room, and I believe it had to be about 5, 6 in the morning. We were we had to be up at 7, so it had to be about 5 or 6 in the morning. She woke me up, and she was uh, basically pinching me. So I woke up, and I'm like, what is what and she was like you don't hear me calling you didn't hear me screaming for your name and I was like no I didn't hear anything and she was like he was here you didn't see him you didn't feel nothing and I was like no I don't I don't know what you're talking about so she proceeded to be mad at me for the rest of the day for um 
an unknown reason. Cause I I couldn't see what she. It was an unknown reason. Because you can't you, you can't be wrong. mad at me for not seeing what you saw. Like but you had obviously fallen asleep if you couldn't hear her calling you. That was not the the reason she brought you into her room. So I too would have been mad at you. Okay, well she didn't have no reason to be mad at me for something. It's like me seeing something and mad at her for not seeing it. I think she was mad at you because you had fallen asleep. She assumed you would have been able to see it if you had stayed awake. I, first of all, she went to sleep before me. You so that's the crazy to, part. I'm not supposed to, to sit up like and wait. No. If you thought that I was going to, if she thought, you thought, whoever thought I was going to sit up in that girl's room and wait for this being to come. No, she had the wrong friend because I was not that friend. Wow. <laughs> I was not that friend. I'm not, I'm not, uh-uh. I'm not no soldier sitting at the post. Wow. I had no gun or nothing. No friend. Bible at the time. No That's holy water. Nothing. And you wanted me to sit up. I would have felt comfortable if she, we both sat up. But okay, she yeah, went, she went to sleep real. before me, so I'm not. Uh, uh-uh, I'm not doing that. That's real. So you never saw what she saw. So I never saw what she saw, but I never discredited her either. I just didn't. I didn't want to fully believe because I didn't see it myself, but not to say that it didn't happen to her because I've always ex- had experiences. So I knew that stuff spirits like that. and stuff like that existed. But since I never saw it, I couldn't really, I couldn't say yeah, yeah, what she saw or not. You, you can't exactly. talk about what you didn't say. So mind you, at that time, my son was two years old, Walter. He was two when I was 17 because I had him young, but it's okay. <laughs> and so, um, I ended up graduating from Job Corps, going home, and I will say, how many years later passed? Because then you were like, when your first experience... I had to be 12, so 10 so, years. So, about 10 years, but mind you, I think I first told him this story, um, maybe when he was about 6 or 7, because he's always been into... The, the supernatural and the paranormal previous episodes you from Garner that I've had a lot of experiences with ghosts and what have you. So I've always had a, a deep interest in the paranormal. Now, I recall you telling me this story when I was about six or seven. I remember you telling me the story, but that, that's not when it stuck. Okay, so we're going to jump right into when Walter had his experience. When the story that you gave me stuck is when Monty, Monty told me the story. I, re- I recall her tell- retelling this story. Okay. And I recall her telling me how you were supposed to stay awake and you she couldn't get you up for all the all the stuff in the world. Now, like you said, I didn't discredit her, <clears throat> but I couldn't I couldn't personally say, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about because I had never seen anything like that at the time. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how many months after I heard Monty Monica re re you know, re-give the story, retell mm-hmm. me this story. I can't really say how many months. It could have been a year later. But it didn't seem, when I think about it now, it didn't seem like it was that long after. Mm -hmm. And I recall being at my grandmother's house. And at the time, we had a bunk bed. And we had a bunk bed. And I'm on the bottom bunk. Now, my brother was supposed to sleep on the top bunk. But because he's a wet baby and he had a problem with (laughs) pissing himself, I couldn't allow him to sleep over top of me. Mind you that the wet baby that he speaks of is now 14 years old sitting in the very room. Listening to the very story it, you're telling. It doesn't take away from the fact that he was a wet baby. <laughs> he, 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 you know, would piss himself. And I didn't want that, <laughs> that piss seeping through the top bunk. And like, because it had happened to me before. And I wake up to just rain. It's just drip, drop all over top of my body. And I didn't want that. So I, I told him to get on the bottom bunk with me. We were watching TV. And at some time, I recall he fell asleep first. 
and I continued on watching TV late into like 12, maybe 1. Sometime during the night, I, I fell asleep and my grandmother must have been going to the bathroom and came into the room and turned off the TV. I didn't see her do all of this, but that's what I'm assuming. Because, you know, Cause yeah, your TV, as long as your TV's playing, it'll stay on. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming she went to the bathroom at some time and ended up coming and seeing her, we was all asleep and turned the TV off. Now, this had to be maybe three or four in the morning when I was suddenly awakened out of my sleep. It, it wasn't like a, a quick one where you sit up like you had a bad dream and you sit up breathing and huffing and puffing. <gasps> yeah, yeah, no. I just, my eyes just opened. Mm. Like they just opened and I lay back. That's because you probably knew not to cut you off that something was there. Yeah, because you know how you get yeah. that feeling like something, something is not right. Something had to like, like, like psychically, my body just was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, how you comfortable? And something just stepped into the atmosphere. Because mm-hmm. my eyes, like, it was almost like a vampire when they opened the coffin. Mm-hmm. My you eyes just popped open, mm-hmm. and I lay there. And as I'm laying there, you know how you get the sense of something being like, look over here. Mm-hmm. Like nothing says it, but you get the sense, look mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. So I, out of my peripheral, I'm still laying because I'm comfortable. I'm not uncomfortable yet. I'm not nervous or anything yet. I'm just wondering why the hell I'm up. Mm-hmm. So I get the sense to look over there and I look. And right next to the bunk bed, like literally right next to Makai, who is the wet baby, right next to him is... <laughs> a, a shadow and it's almost like how if you're in a dark room and your eyes have adjusted mm-hmm. and somebody steps into the room how you can see them you can't make out any defining facial features or anything mm-hmm. but you can see this person now he's super close to us and all i could see was the middle of his body which would be like the stomach and the chest mm. but i can't make those out they just it just looks like a silhouette mm-hmm. And without even knowing it, because this guy is super tall, because the bunk bed itself was tall. You know how tall and bunk now, beds are. And even when you say super tall, people might be like super tall, skinny. Super. He's like super average he, to me. He wasn't super, like skinny, but he wasn't fat either. No, he he's was, not a fat guy. To me, he looked at almost muscular, like a, a towering. Type you know person. what? You know what? The best way to describe the outline. What? Darth Vader. Without the hat. Without yes. The, Dark yes, Vader. but without all the weird outfit. Just yeah. imagine him wearing nothing but that cloak. I'm just saying. And I'm, then everything else is shadowy. The sides. and the Yeah. Just, yeah. But taller because mm-hmm. he went over top of the bunk bed. Right. His head was over top of the bunk bed. And the crazy, the crazy thing that bothers me is it's a couple of things that bothered me about the whole situation. The first thing that I, I noticed was that I could not see anything other than the chest and the stomach. Mm-hmm. Silhouette. Mm-hmm. Yet I knew... That at the bottom of this cloak, there were three, like three slashes Mm -hmm. that went up in the bottom of it. I don't know how I knew that, but I knew it. Mm -hmm. I knew at the top of his head was an Abe Lincoln top hat, even though I I couldn't see his head. Mm -hmm. But I knew at the top of his head was an Abe Lincoln top hat. And that was something that Monty hadn't told me. I never knew about the top hat. She she never specifically told me no, about the top she hat. She told me she did say it was a hat, but she said it was like she said that she described the fedora hat the way that it was shaped. The like, way I saw it. No, in, basically she described the brim. The, the brim wide brim hat. hat. Yeah, yeah, that's the one so, she said. But in my mind, because if you if you've heard other segments that we've done, it's something weird about me that every time I close my eyes and try to picture a spirit or or I close my eyes and it's a spirit in the room then I can make out all the features I can't see things with my eyes open mm-hmm. but as soon as I close my eyes it's like I can see them behind my eyelids mm-hmm. 
So it, when I closed my eyes, I immediately could make out the Abe Lincoln top hat, the three slashes in his cloak at mm -hmm. the bottom of it. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I'm making out these defining features, I'm trying to, I'm looking at him, but I'm not looking at him because I don't want him to know that I see him. Mm -hmm. But I know that he knows I see him because as soon as I, I get the thought like, okay, there's something right there, immediately a voice comes into my head saying bad little boys have bad things happen to them. Mm. And it said this over and over and over and over again, the entire experience. That's the only thing that kept going through my head. Bad little boys had bad things happen to them. All you of your energy. Yeah. Mm. Bad little boys had bad things happen to them. So I grabbed the wet baby's arm. And I'm, I'm trying to... Why don't to, you just call him Makai? Because he's the wet like. baby. I struggle for the life of me to wake this boy up. You understand me. Mm -hmm. When I tell you that I started with light taps, because you know, you think it ain't going to take that much to wake somebody up. Right. He is dead. He is literally dead. So I'm like, okay, you don't feel me sitting here kicking and slapping your arm. So I take my nails and I dig them into his arm as hard as I possibly can. And he is still dead. He, he, it got, he was snoring. Mm. It was like he didn't feel anything. Like I, I believe right then I could have poured a bucket of hot water on him and he wouldn't have flinched. Mm. Like I struggled to wake him up and he didn't so much as bat an eyelash. You know how when you bother a person and they sleep, they make them noises. Mm. Mm. He did none of that. Mm. Like he couldn't feel anything that I was doing. So I moved on from him and I hoped that the, that ability that the chat, that the top hat man had to like make people go deeper into their sleep. Mm -hmm. I hoped that that ability, I had hoped that that ability wouldn't be able to go into another room. And because my grandmother's room is right next to mine and she's a light sleeper, I started taking like, you know, your, uh, your pinky toe mm -hmm. and the side, that side of your foot. And I started tapping it gently on the wall. And I would do it like tap, 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 and then a real hard one, bang. Mm -hmm. Tap, 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 bang. Hoping that she, for, like hoping to God that she would somehow get the message. Mm -hmm. And I think I did that like maybe five or six times. And it, it seemed like it took forever. And the whole time I'm doing it, it's just the voice was getting louder. Bad little boys had bad things happen to them. Mm. And it's coming faster and faster and faster. And I'm getting more and more worked up, more and more scared. And he never moved. Mm -hmm. He never moved from the spot he stood in. He just stood there over top of me. Like I dare you. Yeah. And, I, and the crazy thing is, it wasn't like I was paralyzed with fear. I could move. But the feeling that I got from it was like, I wish you would attempt to get out of that bed and go for the light. Mm. Try it. So I just lay there, tap, 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 boom. Maybe what seemed like an hour, but I know in actuality had to be maybe five or six minutes. Mm -hmm. Five or six minutes go by. And here's another thing, because with the hallway, you know how the hallway is at mom's house. At my grandmother's house, the hallway is creaky. So if somebody steps out of their room and into the hallway, you'll, you'll hear it. I never heard her step into that hallway. She, there's a, there's a, 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 a light switch on the wall right next to her door when she steps out of her door. And if you click that, you can hear that in every room. That's how loud that yeah, switch is. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's really, it's a really loud switch. I never heard that come on. Hmm. I don't know if it was the blood rushing in my, you know, rushing to my ears, my heart beating that loud. I don't know, but I never heard any of that. And suddenly she just opens the door and it's like it's as the light floods in and the shadow disap the shadows disappear, like the darkness disappears at the light. Mm -hmm. He disappeared with it. And as soon as he was gone, it felt like the pressure, 
that had been way up at the top of my head as he was in the room. Mm -hmm. It felt like all of the energy just dropped. And uh, a, a splitting migraine just took over my, my, my whole head. It felt like somebody had my hand in their, like they had my brain in their hands and they was just squeezing it. It hurt so bad. Mm. So I get out of bed and she's laying me out. What else you banging and a kicking and a knocking on that wall like that? You would have knocked my mirror over just going on and on and on with all her arguments. And I couldn't be mad at her because I was so <laughs> thankful to her. It was like she was a rescuer at that moment. Mm. But I, I walked past her, went downstairs, went into the refrigerator. And when I tell you, I kid you not, I drank an entire gallon of milk, mm. the entire gallon. She had only had maybe a bowl of cereal out of that milk she had just got it that day and she had had a bowl of cereal and she's very you know a splash of milk for her dry cereal <laughs> so it was practically a whole gallon and i punished it without barely stopping mm. i think i maybe stopped once to catch my breath and by the but by the time i stopped it was only a little bit mm -hmm. and i just downed the rest of that and threw the gallon away mm. but after i drank that milk it felt like it restored everything that that creature had taken from me Right. And that was my only experience with it. I've never seen it again to this day. I don't want to see it again. I wouldn't wish that type of thing, that type of visitation on my worst enemy. Right. So, moving on forward, give and take two years. Now, mind you, he told me the story. And I was again like, wow. I was, I was, I was intrigued. Because it was just like, wow, now my son said he saw the same thing that my friend had saw 10 years earlier. And I'm just listening to his story like, wow, okay, well, I don't want to see nothing like that. Not discrediting him either. But to say that, okay, y'all seen it. I'm glad I didn't. Put it like that. So I'm going to move two, two years forward. So we are now in our own home. And... I don't know, but that whole day just seemed off to me. Like, it just seemed off. I don't know, but we were all watching movies. Me, Well, Walter and my other daughter, my um, Talia, we, they, Talia was asleep. Like, well, she was laying like at the foot of my bed mm -hmm. and Walter was laying on the side of my bed. And in front of Walter is a TV. So it's a little space. It's like a little space between... Walter and Talia. So, I mean, between, between Walter and the TV. And I'm a big boy, so that space was like not even no space. It was it like a tight space. Right a a normal human being could not have gotten into that space without, you know, waking me up. Exactly. Because they'd have had to move you, push you over, yeah. do all so and sorts of stuff. I'm not a heavy sleep. So we were watching TV and they ended up falling asleep in the room with me. And I had ended up turning the TV off because. Normally, when we're done watching scary movies, if I'm the only one up, I'll turn the TV off because I don't like to be the only one uh, up watching nothing scary. So, I ended up turning the TV off and just proceeded to lay back in the bed and try to go, try to get sleep. Because I wasn't entirely sleepy, mm -hmm. but I was like beat. You right. know, like, okay, I'm, I'm just about to lay down until I fall asleep right. type of way. So, I just... I laid that, laid my head back on the pillow, and I was just looking up at the ceiling at first. And then I turned to the side to like doze off, try to make myself, you know, doze off. And I want to say, give and take 
10 minutes. Mm. Now I'm just laying there. I'm not asleep. I, I know for a fact I'm not asleep because I'm just listening to the outside. So like, and listening to the inside, trying to get some type of, make me tired, make, so I could just go to bed. So at that point, I hear something and I hear like, now mind you, I'm on, I'm on the second floor. My, my room door is shut. Everything is off. So I'm hearing the house creak and rattle, you know, the, the when the house settles. Mm -hmm. that's so what that's what they say is settles, but I don't know. But that that's what I was just basically listening to the sounds of the house. But I, I hear the sound of like my front door, like rattling, kind of like somebody was jiggling the doorknob mm -hmm. type of feel. So I'm just like, what the world? But I'm really, I'm not really scared at that moment because I assumed it was my brother coming because he had the key. And he would come in from time to time and just get some rest and then he'd be right back out. So I'm just laying there like, okay, what is going on? Is he is he coming in the door or do we not have his key? Or But I'm, I'm just waiting for him to knock on the door or call my name because from my window, like, from if I looked out my window, I could see from the bottom of my um my step, so I could actually see who's knocking on the door. But I was tired, so I'm just like, well, is he if he's coming in, I wish he'd come in and stop jiggling the door or call my name, let me know he can't, he left his key or whatever. So I'm just listening to that for a moment, and then I hear the door open, and for some reason it just it didn't feel right. It didn't feel. I didn't feel anything because normally he'd, he'd call my name, let me know that he was in there. I didn't hear anything. And I'm just thinking, did somebody just break in my house or try to break in my house? Are they in my house? That's the feeling that I got. Like somebody was trying to break in my house. And all of a sudden this fear just came over me. But I was so, I was so paralyzed as, like, as far as moving. Mm -hmm. But it's not to say I couldn't move. It was just going so fast that, that I didn't, didn't move. Time, so. Yeah, so I didn't move. I'm just laying there, but still, because I didn't want to jump to conclusions at first, like just jump up like, oh my God, somebody's in the house. And plus, I'm a female, so I was kind of scared. You know what I'm saying? Right, I'm in there right. with, with two little kids, so I'm just like, what the world is going on? So I'm just listening, listening. And then I just got this feeling that somebody was in my house that wasn't supposed to be in there. And as soon as that feeling came over me, like I started hearing footsteps coming up the steps, but it was like really slow at first. And then I'm thinking, oh, my God, somebody broke in my house. And as soon as I said that, it was like the feet. Because at first I was just like somebody broke in my house. I need to shut my room door. I need to lock the door because the door was already shut. But I was like, I and need it to was lock because I remember locking it before I went to sleep. You know how I am. Well, to me, I, I don't I don't know, because in my mind, I'm thinking, thinking I need to lock the door. Yeah, the door. No, I just straight said I need to lock it. But before, as soon as those words came out of my mouth, those feet that were coming up them stairs real slow, it made a sound and I could hear the sound. That's what made it so terrifying, because it was like, that's how quick, because I had 14 steps, yeah. but it was like it was 16. 16. So basically, when it was walking on like the first two, three steps, I could hear it because you know the floor creaks. Yeah. But as soon as I said, it seemed like somebody's coming up my steps, like I need to lock my door. That sound just was like, 
Like that's how quickly. The rest of them with a, in an instant. Yes, that's how quickly it, it got to the top of the steps. And I was just like, oh my God, it's too late. Let me wake up my kids. Let me do something. So I went to like, as soon as I thought about trying to get up to, to wake my kids up, the door just flung open. And it was already dark in that room. And I'm thinking, oh God, it's too late. Somebody is getting ready to do something. All of a sudden, this black, this tall, because all I seen at first was like this shadow. So I'm thinking, oh, my God, it is somebody. Do I play sleep? Do I play, like, do something? Yeah. Act like I'm asleep. Like, I don't know nothing. This thing came, like, around through my son because he had to have been through my son because, like I said, that space was real tight. Nothing else could be, couldn't move right there without waking him up or him actually moving out the way. And it like zipped to the like to pass him through him, and it stood there, right by my windowsill. And I'm just like now, I done pulled the covers over my head, but I still have this like peak hole, where I could like right. see what's going on. So I looked through the peak hole, and I remember just looking all the way up because it was so tall, mm. and I could I I remember looking at it up and down. Because I remember seeing like these 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 slits, like it almost had like a robe that was cut. Yeah. And then like when I looked up, it almost I saw like this hat, like this Abe Lincoln hat. Yep. And I was just like, what in the hell is that? But not really. I was scared, but not really scared because it wasn't. He was just standing there, and I'm just like. Oh my God, I'm dreaming. Like, I, I'm just dreaming. And as soon as I said I'm dreaming, I bullshit you not. This top hat man, shadow man, he, I had like a pack of cigarettes on my windowsill. Right. This thing, I could hear it in my mind, but it wasn't my voice and I could hear it talking. And right. it was like, if I was a dream, could I do this? And he just took the cigarettes and started jiggling them. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm not dreaming. So that's when I just pulled the, the, um, the covers all the way back over me. I didn't want no, no cubby hole, no nothing. I just covered my face completely. And I started to just call on Jesus because that's the only thing I could think to do at that moment. I was just like, Jesus, Jesus, mm. Jesus. And like about the third time I said Jesus, I looked again. And just as I had said that last Jesus, as quickly as it came in, it did almost, it almost did like a whole reverse. Like, you know how somebody reverse a tape, yeah, like fast forward, the and then they rewind the tape, and it goes back mm -hmm. the same way that it came? That's the, exact, that's the exact way that I can explain that it left out. It didn't disappear. It just basically did a whole rewind. Yeah, and it went like back down the stairs and out through, through the front door. My and God. I just remember waking up. I just remember sitting up in this sweat, in this cold sweat, mm. and my head was pounding, like it was pounding. Worst it was it was had. like a migraine times, times a headache times three times harder than anything you've ever felt, and it felt like my brain was just pulsating. Yeah, and I'm just like now I'm I'm getting my bearings, so I'm screaming for my son to get up. And he sat up like, what? I said, all I could tell him at that point was that I need something to drink because the headache and the energy was so strong and it had left my body so like 
drained. And I mean, like I said before, the, the only way I could explain that feeling was stir of echoes when he had to drink that whole orange juice. Because I remember I told my son, go down there and get me anything that's down there. I need it now. And he just jumped up, went downstairs, got the, the carton of orange juice, brought it back up to me. And I swear I drunk that whole orange juice, that whole orange juice. And then I was able to tell him what I saw, but I didn't really have to get into detail because just by my actions, he was like, I already know. And I was just like, solid, oh, my God. I said, I believe y'all now. Oh, my God. Like, I really believe y'all. What was that? I don't never want to see that again. Like, what in the hell was that? And then I think at that point we did. I ended up calling Monty, right? Mm -hmm. And I ended up calling Monty and him. And I was just like, oh, my God, y'all bought this into my life. Like, because I remember at first I was not happy about that. You don't remember? Yeah. I said, y'all put it in the atmosphere. Because, <laughs> and the crazy part, it was so many years after the fact he saw it. So many years after the fact I saw it. So it it should have been forgotten, really. Right. But at that moment, I was just remembering. You told me that story. Then he told me that story. Now I'm seeing it. No, y'all made that happen. Like, I was so scared for the longest time after that. And I would do so many researches. Like, we'd go to University of Delaware go and go online trying just to figure search, out search, and search. just see. But, like, I've never seen it again. I never, I can't even say I've never seen it again because I swear that other we're going to get into another story. But I don't think that that was that. I don't think that was the top hat man because I don't, I don't recall seeing the top hat. No, I can't even say I, that I don't either. know what that was. That could have been a demon. I don't know what that was. We but, thought about. Yeah, that was, that was our personal experiences with the top hat man. And like I, I said, I never seen it again and I never want to. I that's no, to that's nothing I would wish on my worst enemy. Um, And we're going to jump... Right into another shadow being, I'll say that. Because yeah. that's what that was. That was a shadow. That probably was a shadow man. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll let my son tell you this story. Because he came up with this elaborate concoction. It was on, not an elaborate concoction. I believe it was Halloween morning. It had to be like 12 in the morning. So, it was Halloween day. Yeah. But it was early in the morning. Yeah. And he came to me. I don't know why my son always pulled me into these into these ghost hunting uh, ravines or trips. I don't know what this was that he came up with. But I'll let him tell you that. So, this was... Uh, it was... I don't, I, I don't know. She's being dramatic. I'm not. It was not a ritual or <laughs> some was. type of... Uh, it was a uh, uh, mystery thing uh, on Halloween, as legend goes, that the um, the veil is at its thinnest. Right. And when the veil is at its thinnest, people no. When the veil is at its thinnest, people say that you can. It's easier to communicate with the other side. Right. So the way that I heard it was that on Halloween, if you were to stand with your back to open space. The spirit of your, you know, your family members and your friends that have passed on are close, are close to you, and that they will, you know, they will stand behind you, and you can feel their energy, and the hairs in the back of your neck are supposed to stand up. Mm. That was all I wanted to, you know, that's all I wanted to see. I was just trying to experiment with that. You are the one who decided where we were going to do it. So no, you no, I didn't. Man. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I was standing there minding my business. 
He's the one. We're on the porch, mind you. We're on my we're on my mom's porch, right? And the way that my mom porch is, it's a built it's a built on porch. If anybody knows what a built on porch is, it's like with a whole screen door, and you basically have to walk through the screen door in order to get onto the porch to get into the house. Yeah. So I'm just we're just there, and we're just staring out at out the windows. Like they tell you to. To look. We're just looking out. And mind you, the neighborhood that we live in is a pretty decent neighborhood. It's a it's a middle class neighborhood. But we're just standing there in the pitch dark looking out. Cul-de-sac, like yeah, like a cul-de-sac. So we're looking outside and we're just looking out the window. And I'm just listening to this to this story he's telling me about how see he, he knew how to pull me in because he was making it seem like I was gonna be able to feel my dad. You're the one desperate to continue to try to bring this dead man back to life. I had no, uh, I had no interest in seeing him. I never met him a day in my life. He is not who I, I, hell, I don't even have any family or friends that I wanted to see again. I just wanted the hairs on the back of my neck to stand up like they say it does. Hmm. That was the whole gist of it. I wanted to, but then again, I don't think that would work for everybody because I don't know what it is about you and I. Separately, our power, like our abilities, the psychic abilities that we we, we shut out as children, mm-hmm. separately, those abilities are, are worthless, I believe. I mean, my claircognizance, which always gives me that gut feeling and has kept me protected from a lot of bad things that could have happened to me. Mm-hmm. And then you know you be having your, you know, your sometimey visions where you can tell me if somebody's going to, if somebody, if, how somebody's going to die or like if it's going to be a bad car accident, but you, it's never the person that you thought it was going to be. So your visions are always bad. Yeah, that's the crazy thing about my visions. Like when I have certain visions and they don't come a lot, it, it, and, I, and I'm, I'm starting to realize the older I get, the less it, I'm able to do it. Yeah. But like back when these things was happening, it was like I could go to sleep and I could have a whole dream. And the dream could be like somebody getting hit by a car. Now, it'd be that, but it's not the people that I had the initial dream about. Right. So it's always backwards. So I don't know what it is about our, those abilities that when you and I are together, they seem to like magnify and seem to, be get, to, seem to get stronger. Because we were standing there and I don't know if it was your idea or my idea. I believe it was your idea to hold hands. I had no reason to grab your hand. Yeah, you were the one. Okay, come on, maybe we. Because I was. Because I said we maybe hands. we should hold hands. Because I was thinking. That's what I'm saying. You're, you're on. The, you're you're talking to these people on this podcast, trying to make it seem like I was the bad guy. You're coming up with just as many parts of the ritual as I was. No, but the I figured of hands, because the of because your eyes. let me say why. Because at first when we were just standing there, nothing was happening. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe we should hold hands because our connection is really strong. So maybe if we hold hands. Something will happen. So I mean, I'm just literally maybe I'm gonna say maybe we 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 grabbed hands and we stood there and it's it's weird how it always works with us because we always drop into that silent zone where we just both seem to at focus. the same moment focus right and get really focused. So we dropped into that and I, maybe maybe not two minutes maybe not two minutes went by with us focusing and holding hands mm-hmm. when. All of a sudden, every bird in the neighborhood went silent. Right. All the crickets. Every sound every that's sound in that the, the night. Every sound that the night makes right. went silent. And it drew, the silence drew my attention. Because from our porch, if you're standing on the porch, 
there's like 30 houses in a circle. Right. We call that part of that of that neighborhood the circle. The circle. Because actually when cars come in, it's a circle that they have to go around or they can go around to, to get, get into to, the back of the to get to around the corner from the neighborhood. Yeah. But when you first come in the neighborhood, you can keep straight and go straight to the back. Mm-hmm. Or you can make a right at the first chance you get and it'll bring you into the circle. Around the circle where yeah. we live. And you can still go around the corner from that way. Mm-hmm. So... Two minutes goes by, all the noises get silent, but I don't really pay that no attention because I'm not focusing on the sounds. You know how you take for granted the noises anyway? You don't really focus on that shit in real life anyway. Right. So, everything goes silent, and immediately, my eyes, I, I hear an old-time Like, you motorcycle. hear, like, the engine. That's yeah. what I heard first, I first the engine. heard the engine of oh, that it was old like, car. It was loud. Like, like and almost it was old like, and bustling. Like, like, yeah, like, like an kicking. old one. Yeah, like, like it just got started. It was like, uh-huh. rrr, rrr, like, rrr, 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 yeah, rrr, like rrr, that. Rrr, now, mind you, we have never seen a motorcycle sound like that or even look like old. that. It was It was And the really only old. way I can explain that motorcycle was Is the Hagrid's same in motorcycle that they rode in Harry Potter. That when came, Yeah, that they came in on to pick Hagrid's up Hagrid's flying motorcycle. It was, it was that old. And yeah. it had that one big ass light lamp on the uh, on the front of it. The one big uh, what is that? A beam? What do, what do they call those? That big I don't know. Because what do they call on your car? Your headlight. It had that one big headlight. Uh, you know, slapped onto the front of it, and it's just I hear it before I see it. It comes into the neighborhood. Rum 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 rum, and I see the light, and the light is like so bright. And the crazy thing is, now that I think back on it, now that I think back on it. The longer he came into the neighborhood, the other lights in the neighborhood started to dim. And as they started to dim, his light on his headlight got brighter. It was almost like he was stealing the light from the other, like not stealing it that it completely went out, but dimming it. Maybe it was because the other lights dimmed that his light seemed to be brighter. Right. Because it got bright. And as he came in, it seemed like the neighborhood got dim. And with that dimness, I'm watching this motorcycle, and I'm not thinking anything odd about it, other than why is this old-ass motorcycle driving that loud in this neighborhood? That's the only thing I'm thinking about it. And I'm thinking, but at the same time, I'm thinking, okay, it's obviously not going to work. We obviously is losing our mind. We just standing out here. I don't feel no hairs on the back of my neck standing up. None of that. And he drives into the neighborhood, and my eyes saw him drive around the corner. Like I told you, you could continue, you could continue, you can come into the circle and you could get to the back of the neighborhood that way. And he seemed to have, he drove past us and and I'm thinking, okay, whatever. But I followed him for some reason. Yeah, for some reason we kept our eyes. Because we were so attracted to it. First of all, we had never seen a motorcycle like that. Yeah. So that, and then the fact that when it came in, it dimmed everything. Yeah. So it was like we were really like focused and attracted on it. For some reason, our focus stayed on that motorcycle. And I followed that motorcycle all the way until it got like where it should have disappeared. Right. Yet I could still see the light. And I could still hear it. It seemed as if he had stopped. Right. I thought he had stopped because I saw, you know how when a a car or a motorcycle stops, you see the, the, the back red headlight. Right. So I saw that red. And I figured, okay, he's stopping. He must be going to somebody's house. He probably great get something from somebody real quick. Probably great pick up some weed or something. And he gonna get <laughs> and he gonna be on his way. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Now it was you who opens up your mouth talking about 
and there he go. Because when I seen it, my eyes stayed focused on the motorcycle for as long as I could. And then I couldn't really not see it no more, but still see, like, the lights from it. So the lights never went off. So I'm thinking, okay, you're going to go somewhere. He's going to go around. He's going he's to just do what he got to do and go. Right. So I'm just sitting there just watching it. And then, like, I see a person. So I'm thinking, okay, this person must be going to somebody. He must have got off the bike. And proceeded to go to somebody's house or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So yeah. when I seen that, it was like I saw like a tall person. It looked almost bald headed. Yeah. But it was darker than dark. Yeah, it, was, it was that same shadowy it type. That same shadowy. Same shadowy type being. I couldn't make out no defining features. None. But the fact that it looked like he had on like a t-shirt, like a he black looked like a, a like a. To be honest, if I if I if I may speak candidly, he looked like any other dude. From the neighborhood, like a regular, like a like a regular black. Yeah, because we actually, I actually thought it was one of my friends. Yeah, one of one of the neighbors. I thought it was either I'm Lamar. It was Lamar. Or it was, or I thought it was Tyree. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. So when I seen him walk, I the the reaction, I didn't give the reaction like it was something scary right. because I was just like whatever. It's just wherever. a guy. And there it goes, because that's the person that was on the bike, and that's what I was thinking, and there he goes. Right. As soon as I said, and there he goes, it was almost like this thing took off, and it started to run toward us. And I'm just looking at it, and the only thing I can explain is, like, on True Blood, where you see how they run, and then they see you see that extra, like, behind the them, echo. almost look like it's stretched out. Yeah, the echo. Yeah, well, the echo is of their to, body. Yeah, that's what it looked like. And from that point on, I didn't want to see no more. Now, my son stayed out there, but I turned around and ran in the house Our first. Our abilities differ so greatly because I, I, when you said there he goes, I never saw him when he was walking because my eyes were still on the back of his motorcycle. And I'm wondering, okay, when is this guy going to get his weed, get on his motorcycle, and get out of the neighborhood? <laughs> what do you got going? Right. So when you said and there he goes, it was almost like spiritually, psychically, I knew exactly where he was at. Because my eyes left the motorcycle, traveled not but a little bit, and landed right on it. Mm. And I did not see an echo. Like you say that you saw him running so fast that there was an echo. Mm -hmm. This, to me, the way I can explain it is if anybody has ever seen Jeepers Creepers 2, when he's running in the field and he's chasing the bus, mm -hmm. that amount of speed with which he was moving, it was like that. Mm. He was getting back. He had to be the best track star. Like he had Usain Bolt beat. <laughs> like he was, he was, he was killing it. He was booking it. Mm -hmm. Like he was unbeatable on the field. <laughs> like he was. He, I don't know, but I, I recall he looked. I could have. This is what I felt like he had on. I felt like he had on a wife beater, but it was but all it was black. black. Right. I felt like he had on some gray sweatpants. But they were all black. Right. I saw no feet. I saw no shoes. I felt like he had a low cut. He probably had Caesars with the deep waves. Wow. But everything was shadow covered. Right. And all I'm seeing is him book, book, book. Now, when you turned and left me, I still had your hand. Because you were pulling away from me, but I still had your hand. Right. And as soon as you finally got your hand away from mine... He took a running dive and, like, dived down in front of the neighbor's trash cans. Mm. And I, in my mind, I'm thinking he is, like, 
army crawling, and he's going to come up on the other side of the trash cans, and all he'll have to do is dart straight up the driveway. Right. I didn't but wait. now I didn't that I think back to, to it, <laughs> now that I think back to it, he didn't take a running die. When your hand let go of mine, he simply melted into the ground. Mm. So I think it was our connection that was doing that. And I, I really am upset that, that, I broke you, connection. that you broke it and I didn't get the... Yeah. Because I needed to know what he was going to do. Yeah, because that wasn't what I asked for when I sat out there. And you said we were going to stand there. Because and that's let, what I thought. It was your idea to grab hands. To let the hair on our back of our neck stand up. We didn't even feel what you we talking about. We got more than what we asked for. Mm-hmm. Never again. Never again. <laughs> Never again will I do that. That wasn't Halloween. scary. I planned on that doing it That was scary, especially if you didn't know what was going on. Well, imagine we'd have kept holding hands and I never would have broke, um, broke loose. What do you think it would have done? It would have ran all the way up. I have no idea. See, that's why I didn't want to find out. I didn't want to I find no out. Idea, I don't want to find that out. I don't think it would have been something bad if all you had to do was let go of my hand and he melted but into the ground. But what if it would have got to the point where I didn't let go until it was actually up to the door? Mm. Then what would have happened? I just, then you can let go. How but about, I to how see about we would have let go and something like the whole window would have flew into it? I didn't know. I didn't Look, when it all boiled down to it, I didn't want to see what was going to happen. I charged you with being the greatest scaredy cat on earth. Well, you charged me with it because... And you ruined the moment. Well, because he could have been coming to grant a wish, anything. I don't want no demon. We wish. could have had the magic that no day, and you took it away from me. I don't me. want no demon wish. I'm sorry. You took my chances of getting the magics away. I don't want that type of wish. I don't know what he was coming. He was coming bearing gifts. I don't know what he was doing. If he was, then he shouldn't have been running like that. He was running like <laughs> that because you was. He didn't want to break the connection before he got to us. Yeah, to do what to us? I don't know. I don't know. But the crazy thing is, he disappeared, and I never seen nobody walking back for that motorcycle. And the motorcycle light disappeared. Yes, and the whole motorcycle, and then the, and lights, the lights, and then the lights flicker the back on. And I can hear birds, and I can hear the crickets chirping, yeah, and the wind blowing. And that was all so that. weird. The hairs on the back of my neck and arms never stood up. Never stood up. But my heart certainly started racing. <laughs> so because my heart was beating. I don't know what that type of uh, shadow experience was, and that's as you know that's 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 it as far as you know my shadow people experiences go. I have seen, you know, tiny little little shadows out of the corner. Have you ever seen those? You might be sitting by yourself and out of the corner of your eyes, you see a little, uh, uh, it almost, it's not, it's shorter than a midget, shorter than a dwarf. It's almost maybe not three feet high off the ground and you see it running. It's like a shadow. You've seen that, Makai? You've seen it over there? Those are what are called imps. And I, those are, those, from what I hear, now this is what I hear. From what I hear, those are his servants. The shot, the top hat man. So what do they come for? I, I don't know. I guess they're just always around. Well, if anybody else has had any experiences with that or imps or whatever and, and know more about the origin, please feel free to leave a message, comment. And right now we're going to jump into um, Wet Baby. Another one- ghost story. <laughs> but this is not about the top hat man or anything, even though that's what the majority of this segment was about. But... This story is coming from, you know, the one and only wet baby who refused to wake up in my time of need. <laughs> so I don't know what kind of brother that is, but how are you doing, Makai? Makai is now 14 years old. He is not wet baby. Eh, whatever. <laughs> he was not there for me when I needed him most. So, so he has also had experiences with ghosts, be, spirits. But I say that because I come to find out that most of the people that we are, you know, blood related to, to yes. have because for My some reason we have a strong. My biological mother is um, 
I want to say she's psychic. Very clever. You want to say that? And from what I hear, from what Antia, or not Antia, Aunt Felicia told me, a lot of the women, because the crazy thing is, I think me and Makai are about. It's only like maybe five or six guys in our whole family. Yeah, it's a whole lot of women. And the majority, and the rest of them are all women. Right. So I think when you're, I think women have a closer connection to the, the paranormal anyway. Mm. And I feel like we were blessed to be born into this family of women because it gave us those extrasensory gifts. And from what I hear, it started with uh, 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 one of our ancestors, and because I heard our family has always been. Our family has always been highly psychic, very to the point that to the point that one of our uh, one of our uh, ancestors, well, not uh, she's not so old that she should be con considered an ancestor, but she's like you know great 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 great. Mm -hmm. uh, from what I hear, her gift was so strong that it landed her in the loony bin. Mm -hmm. Now that's that's diverting from the point. That's a whole other story we gotta get yeah, into. Yeah, diverting. I got to get a little bit more readers and a little bit more. Uh, clout yeah, and it really before break I really into start my, getting uh, into the business my, my details of my family history yeah. so but i will get into it all right so let's divert from that for a quick sec and you said you had a story that that you wanted to tell our listeners so yeah. go ahead so here you go my story started when we lived when we lived in our old, in our old house with, my, with our grandmother and okay so my grandma used to come in there and wake me up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Because and, you were a wet baby. And you needed somebody to wake you up or you'd wet yourself. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and uh, she would sometimes turn the light off before she did that. So I was going, she didn't wake me up. I got up to my, for myself and went to the bathroom. And I heard, like, for the corner of my ear, I heard, like, stuff, music and stuff coming from downstairs. Mm. And I'm still peeing, but the whole time I'm turning my head because I thought she was down there, like, because she had, like, a little radio and... It was sometimes beyond. So I'm like, okay, maybe maybe that's her. Like, because her lights would always be on downstairs until I would go to sleep, and then she would cut them off in the middle of the night. Like, all the lights. Yeah. And I'm using the bathroom, and I'm, I'm, I'm done. And I, I forgot to flush the toilet and everything, because I was still thinking she was down there. So I went downstairs, and sh nobody's down there. And, like, I'm looking around. I mean, the lights are still on, but nobody's down there. So I go in the kitchen. And I'm like, okay, okay, never mind. No, what I, I was like, I, when I went down there, I, I stopped hearing everything. So I'm like, okay, never mind. And I was still scared though, so I just brushed it off. And I walk back upstairs, like I have to, like the middle of the stairs, I start hearing it again. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, I walk right back down the stairs. And and that's what I walked down there, and like it felt like I don't know how I don't really know how to explain it. And like I walked back like down off the last step. And it was like the the way I can explain it is like basically I was in like some type of cowboy world where like I went in like I walked in there and it was like I could see like little hint, like those little those balls of hay floating around every there like a dust storm just what are they called they're called tumbleweeds tumbleweed. yeah that, I'm guessing that's what they are I never the seen the one literally the streets yeah before yeah, a gun showdown it's <laughs> yeah and I see those and I, they're just all around the place. And I see like this bar, so I walk in there, and everybody stops and looks at me, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. And I just stood there, and then everybody just started doing what they were doing. I mean, like there was some girl singing that I didn't, I never seen before, and there was just people sitting there arm wrestling. I'm like, oh, what? I was like, what? Oh, what? <laughs> so I walk up there, like I walk over there, and the guy hands me a drink, and I don't even see my body. All I know is I'm just, all I know is I can turn my head around. 
and look at people. So I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, oh, oh. I was like, okay, and I see my arm move, even though when I look down, I don't see my body. All I see is just the floor. So I'm looking, and I'm like, okay. And he hands me a drink, and I drink it. And the whole while, the whole time I'm looking at everybody, I'm just doing random stuff. Like, I'm walking around outside seeing a bunch of stuff. Like, there's a jail cell over there. I'm just looking at random people walking past, waving to me that I don't even know. Like, I mean, they could have been people that i probably seen before and didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm just walking around. And, like, the whole time I'm walking around, it's a bunch of stuff happening that I don't even know about. So, I go back in the bar, and I'm just sitting there. And the lady was having a full-blown conversation, and she was asking me, how was I new here? And I, I didn't hear myself say anything, but I'm guessing she was like, okay. She was like, yeah, everyone, half the people here are new. So I'm guessing I was probably like, okay, yeah. And that's the, like, when I walked out of the bar, I hear my grandma, and that's when everything stopped. And she was like, she comes down the stairs, and she's like, what are you doing standing there? And I'm like, I, I was like, you, I was like, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what to say. So I was like, I was like, it was like, I was like, I was, I was, I was like, I was like, and I'm, I'm in a bar. And she was like, what? what's wrong? She was like, go to your room before I tell your mom. And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I was just standing there. And I was just looking back and forth, looking around. And she's looking at me like I'm dead, dead crazy, like I got four heads or something. And I'm looking at her like she got more heads than me. And I'm just looking at her. <laughs> like, she was like, what are you standing there for? And she was like, what are you standing there for? And I go to the room and she tells me to go to the bathroom. And I was like, I was going to the bathroom. You didn't just hear all that noise coming from downstairs? I thought it was you. She said, when you seen it wasn't me, why didn't you come upstairs? I was like, I did. And I told her what happened. And I don't, I don't really think she told my mom until I told my mom. And she just brushed it off. That old lady ain't believe you. She thought you was downstairs in her house sneaking. Yeah, so she just brushed it off. So, let me tell you a few things about my mom's house. Right now, that house is so haunted. And that's not the first time that I've heard a story of a party going Going on. on. Yeah. Just to just to agree with what he's saying because, because own my own cousin, which is her nephew, my mom's nephew, told a story of how one night he, he said he was going to the bathroom, and or he was just coming home late night one, yeah. and he was going to his room, and he he was, unlocking, he was his unlocking his door, and he said no sooner did he get the door open to his bedroom that he heard like a party going on. And he said he heard music and people talking and yep. laughing. He said he went back down to like went to go back down the stairs. And he said when he got back down the stairs, nothing was on. Nothing was going on. He said he kind of brushed it off because he kind of figured he was sleepy. I don't believe that he thought he was sleepy because you know a person crazy. know when they're yeah, not sleeping and when they are. I do that. I brushed it off because I thought I was tired. Bullshit. No. You knew you heard what you heard when you heard it. And you know that you felt scared, but you try to put on that false bravado that people do. Yeah. When you try to brush it off like, okay, I'm just tripping. And I think you say it out loud because you don't want the ghost to think that you know. Because I've done know. that. Yeah, I've done because that. Because I've done that. I've, I've actually heard. I've actually heard. I haven't heard like the party going on, but I have actually heard people talking. Yeah. And <clears throat> it was just like, oh, okay. Because to the point now. We were already used to it because of things that <clears throat> I've experienced because that was my childhood home. So I've grew up in that house. So, so I'm used to all its nooks and crannies <clears throat> and exactly. all its ghosts. Exactly. So I really learned to like brush a lot of stuff Just off. let it go. Ride with it. Rock with it. Because that's what you got to do in that house. Yeah. Because that house take you on a whole bunch of twists and turns. 
It honestly I will. I just want to throw this in there really quick before the time, before we, we're at our hour mark. Mm -hmm. I, um, I recall one experience I had where you were on the porch. You had actually stepped out of the house to go talk to Pearl, who is another of our cousins. And she was out. You were in the driveway because mom was at church. She was at a revival. Mm -hmm. So her car wasn't parked in her driveway. And it's a two-person driveway. And Pearl is parked all the way up near the, near the you know, the, the enclosed porch. So all I have to do is look out the front door and I can look out onto the porch and then look out the screen door that's on the porch mm -hmm. and I could see Pearl's car. So I'm sitting in front of the TV that's in the living room and the front door is wide open and I'm sitting there and I'm watching TV. No, no, I'm not. The TV's off. I'm on my phone. And from the top of the stairs, no, what immediately happened was a feeling came over me and this feeling was instant fear. Mm. I don't know if anybody has ever experienced that out there or if you've ever experienced it, Mommy, or you, Makai, but this instant fear is like you've already seen something. You know the feeling you get when you're... And you can't move. When you're it's looking a at a ghost. Like you're yeah. just shocked. You just can't... You can't and I don't move. know why that feeling came over me out of nowhere. It was like a panic attack. My heart started to thump. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I went to get up because I figured, okay, I'm tripping. I'm about to get up. But as soon as I went to get up, my body locked mm. and I was sat down in that chair. And something told me, look at the stairs. Mm. And I turn and I look at the stairs and I proceed to hear somebody taking their sweet time to come down the stairs. It's like one step That's at a time. Terrifying. Dude, That's just terrifying. They step and the down. fact that you can't move. And I'm still pulling and struggling to get up. And I saw a shoe. You know, when you get to the point where you, where you can see the person that's coming down the stairs. Got to that point and I could see a shoe. And right as I seen that shoe, I yanked out of it. I don't know how I yanked out of that hole, but I yanked out of it and I ran straight out the door. Damn. And you looked at me like I was losing it. You gonna stand there, girl, I'm gonna let you go. Let me go in the house. He's drawing. <laughs> like I'm killing you. It's a ghost. <laughs> well, like I was, like I was, like I shot the sheriff. <laughs> the world kind of stuff is that like, I, I never forgave you for that. And I still ain't going. I'm not ready to forgive. You was <laughs> going to let whatever was at the top of them stairs get me. I wasn't. If I was like, you were outside. You you weren't going to let it get me. But I, I got out of it somehow. And I ended up running out there. And, and that was that. But yeah. that was weird. I, I believe that comes from, if you listen to the uh, earlier episode, Randy and Raven, I spoke about the portal that was in the back room that I originally had. Mm -hmm. I believe something had come through that portal that day. And it was something negative. Right. And it was coming down those stairs and whatever would have got to the bottom of them stairs, I didn't want to see it. Right. But that's it for uh True Ghost Stories by Real People. This episode is about the Top Hat Man and it was actually a very fun episode. I'm Walter. I'm Tiki. I'm and Makai. that's that's Makai, aka Wet Baby. <laughs> we out here in these streets killing it. <laughs> and Thank you guys for listening. Thanks. Leave your comments, messages. Let us know how you like the show. What we can do to improve. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Have a nice day.